I'm not on top of anything. You know what I'm on top of? Um, I shaved my legs. They're happy. <gasps> I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of myself too. And I'm going to go see In the Heights with Lisa. And we're going to go out to eat beforehand. And I don't have any clean pants. So I'm going to put on a dress. Wow. Because I'm lazy and I didn't do my laundry last night like I should have. You shaved your legs and you're putting on a dress? Mm, I know. I know. <laughs> wow. She better put out, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to even put on makeup too. Wow. You're pulling out all the stops for tonight. hey guys we appreciate your patience with this episode's lateness between me being pregnant and mo being in a graduate program we're a little all over the place right now but we are working on getting back on track so the next episode should drop september 5th and don't forget to check out our Patreon. We have all sorts of cool perks available from our mini-series and monthly episode picking bowl to bookmarks and books from our TBRs. Check out all the cool perks at patreon.com slash thebooklifepodcast. We hope you consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout-out to our patrons, the Pirate Queen, Sam, Megan, and Leah. May your problems always be fictional. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your hosts, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. So sorry, guys, that we are late on this. We have been uh, kicked a little bit by life in general. Uh, if you guys don't remember, I am in a MBA program and I literally just finished my third class and I don't know what happened. I, I think I just was like, I'm dying. I'm dead. Poop. Done. And then Abby's just been Abby busy. Yeah. Pregnant. Tired hurting you know <laughs> all those things above so we got graduate student pregnantly uh you know we're a hot mess but that's all right um well today we're gonna bring you a really awesome read it is called a long way to a small angry planet by becky chambers i listened to this as an audiobook and oh my goodness i was blown away pretty sure this came from abby's recommendation to read right to me you told me to read this Probably. And I think uh, Sarah told me to read it. So perfect. So like just right down the line. So you don't you love how recommendations come, come from a friend, go to a friend, go to a friend. Boom. Now it's on a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you do audio? Did you do ebook? Did you do physical copy? I did the audiobook too. I got it from my library. I'm actually listening to the second one in the series right now. Nice. I'm not sure if I'm ready to commit to it because from what I read, it follows some of the same characters, but it's like not the same, same characters. And I'm like, uh, I needed more of 6-6 six, six, um, and Rosemary. And it was like, well, it focuses on the other people instead. I'm like, mm, not ready to read you yet. I'll come back to you later. See, and uh, so far it's, it's following Pepper and Lovelace. And mm -hmm. I adored Lovelace. And I liked Pepper. Yep. So I'm like, yes, let's do this. I want to see what happens to these guys. I know. I'll get there. I, I'm working through um, Gideon the Ninth right now. I'm working through House of Salt and Sorrow, which, by the way, is quite interesting. Um, it's a retailing of the 12 Dancing Daughters. And I'm about 35% of the way through. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a little spooky. I have the audiobook from the library, and it's, like up next on my queue kind of thing. 
Yeah. It's really interesting. So guys, that probably will end up being an episode coming up pretty soon. Uh, Cause you know how we feel about fairy tale retellings. Now, Abby, I got to say, and give you a warning about this one. It is a little uh, spooky. Okay. I'm gonna put it that way. Okay. There are definitely the author's a really good author and you're like, Ooh, shivers down the spine kind of with some of her descriptions. Okay. Well, if it gets too spooky, I'll just text and be like, tell me they make it out of this. <laughs> You got to wait because I'm still like 30% of the way through. Um, and I'm still reading as my ebook, uh, Mary Crow by Rachel Aaron. I'm kind of like 67, 68% of the way through, but I've been like struggling on e-readers because my, like my brain's just like, I'm so tired. I just can't, I can't look at a screen anymore. So I've been really pushing audio and traditional books lately. I think that's one of the beautiful things about all the different ways you can read a book is if you normally do e-readers, you're like, my eyes can't focus on a screen any longer. So you can listen to an audiobook, you can get a physical book. It's just like there's so many good ways to read books. I know. All right. Well, shall I tell you some fun facts and learn about Becky Chambers? Sure. Well, first off, I'm not sure if I'm surprised at all, but Becky Chambers' parents were both involved in the space industry. Her dad was an aerospace engineer and her mom worked as an astrobiology educator. Huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? But uh, plot twist, Becky went to study theater at the University of San Francisco. You know, I really love dynamics like that where you have parents who are in like a STEM field and their kid goes into like theater or the arts or something or vice versa. It's just, I find it very funny. <laughs> I know. Right. So uh, plot twist for that one. So I love that. I'm like, well, okay. I'm like, so I can understand why she's such a big sci-fi vibe, but also I can understand like, she's like, I love theater Mm -hmm. and she's a really good storyteller, which I think her storytelling abilities come from her um, background in theater. Mm -hmm. So a long way to a smaller planet was crowdfunded through um, Kickstarter in 2012 Man, we should craft on the book. <laughs> I know. I know. We should get that going. Um, and then, of course, this book went on to win a Hugo Award and was picked up by major publishers. And now she has several books out. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who her publisher is, but yes. Yeah, she's got a lot of books out now, actually, between this series and Murderbot. And I think she's got a couple others. No, she's not Murderbot. Martha's, Martha Stewart is Murderbot. Not Martha Stewart. Martha Wells. Martha Wells. There we go. I'm like, um, pretty sure Martha Stewart has not written any sci-fi books. You know what? Sometimes you just get things wrong. And that's what you do. It's okay. I got Becky Chambers' list of books wrong. So, you know, we're even. I know. Yeah, I don't know who her publisher is. I don't recognize the name of them. But she has nine books out now. Oh, well, wow. eight books and one short story thing going on. Pretty cool. Would you like to hear what the book is about? I guess. That's fine. Tell me. You guess. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Rosemary Harper doesn't expect much when she joins the crew of the aging Wayfarer. While the patched up ship has seen better days, it offers her a bed, a chance to explore the far off corners of the galaxy, and most importantly, some distance from her past. Life aboard the Wayfarer is chaotic and crazy, exactly what Rosemary wants. It's also about to get extremely dangerous when the crew is offered the job of a lifetime. 
Tuttling wormholes through space to a distant planet is definitely lucrative and will keep them comfortable for years. But risking her life wasn't part of the plan. In the far reaches of deep space, the tiny Wayfarer crew will confront a host of unexpected mishaps and thrilling adventures that force them to depend on each other. To survive, Rosemary's got to learn how to rely on this assortment of oddballs, an experience that teaches her about love and trust, and that having a family isn't necessarily the worst thing in the universe. Hmm. I don't know if that description truly describes the book. Like, like I agree, but also I feel like it's just so, it's so much more. There's so many different stories interwound into it. There's so much. Well, here's the thing. There's the that. plot itself yes. is actually pretty simplistic, but the focus of the book is the characters rather than the plot. Mm, such good characters love the characterization yeah the plot literally is hey we have a job to go make a wormhole and we have to travel a long time to get there and here's all the mishaps along the way Mm -hmm. so like really the focus of this story is straight up about the characters and their backstories and their relationships with each other and how they grow and so like it's hard to say yeah this is what happens in the book because what happens in the book is character growth and character connections and things of that nature, rather than mm-hmm. there was a big battle against this species. And then we went and met up with this species on this planet. Like it's not, it's not really like that. And there's no great political like backgrounds. It was, I mean, it's a little simplistic. It's like they have a job, they got to go do the job and they have to live with these nine people on this ship. And these, these nine people store, I'd count those. I was like, no, 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 no. Okay, I, um, <laughs> hmm, I love it. So I, such, I, oh, I love the Murderbot Diaries and I loved these. I mean, I need to love this book more than I love Murderbot. Um, I love Murderbot, but this was more whimsical, a little bit more flowy, a little bit more lighthearted. And I just... This is what I would consider um, a cozy sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I am. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And what would and what would Murderbot be then in your head? Um, I almost want to say Murderbot would. <sighs> Murderbot can't be a cozy sci-fi because there's too much fighting. <laughs> there's too much murder and Murderbot. Wow, it's like in the name there, you know. I know, but like. I don't know. Murderbot is kind of on the cusp of being a cozy sci-fi because it's so focused on Murderbot itself and it's so focused on what it is doing and the connections with the people around it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's pretty battle heavy, but at the same time, I would probably consider it a cozy sci-fi. Just like a slightly different kind of cozy sci-fi than this one. A cozy sci-fi with a light heart of murder. Yeah, it's a cozy sci-fi with a side of murder. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Versus this one we'll is just get. mostly a cozy sci-fi. Because, you know, they run into problems and stuff. But it's all about the characters and the atmosphere and, I don't know, relationship growth. 
Well, let's talk about those relationships with those characters. So our character cast, this is the main cast. There are side characters that we'll probably mention later, but the main people that we truly care about are first Rosemary Harper, who we're first introduced to, a human clerk aboard the Wayfarer, and a new arrival to the ship. We have Ashby Santuso, the ship's human captain. We have Six Six, the ship's Andres pilot. We have Kizzy. Oh, um, Andresk is like a, uh, imagine a lizard species. Imagine a velociraptor with some feathers. Very large, very scaly, likes it really warm, cold-blooded. Alien. She's an alien. Um, Kizzy Shao, uh, the human, or, uh, well, the human wafers, mech tech. Well, it's got my words mixed up. She's human. The end. She's crazy. Well, not crazy. She's lovely. She's bright. She's colorful. We love her. Jinx. The human comp tech, so he's the computer technician that works with the AI. We have Dr. Chef, the ship's grum, doctor, and cook. Oh, his story was so good. I forgot about his background story. He him. is an alien as well him. with like six or eight arms. And um, if you guys have seen Lilo and Stitch and you know the one, oh... Lilo and Stitch is one of the aliens. He reminds me of one of those aliens. Um, what is his name? Jumba. You remember Jumba? Oh, yeah. I remember Jumba. That's pretty much what I was thinking when he was described, actually. With more arms. Yeah. Yeah, with more arms. Yeah. Um, so just imagine that in your head. I love him. Mm -hmm. um, we have Artist Corbin, a human um, algist. We have Ohan, the ship's sentinel. Yeah, sentinel pair. Senate, yeah. Um, Ohan, the ship Senate pair navigator. Imagine a fuzzy blue small yeti. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Lovely, um, also known as Lovelace, the ship's AI, um, and she runs the ship. So that's our main cast of characters. Hopefully, my descriptions are colorful and fun and delightful. We have some humans, some aliens, and they're all just delightful. Mm -hmm. Anything else to add? I don't think so. All right, guys. Well, you know what time it is. We are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to actually deep dive. Not that we haven't deep dived some. We've deep dived a little bit. But we're going to go like super deep into this book. And we'll see you in a minute. Talk to you in a minute, guys. This is the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Dawn and Ashley. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club ladies that don't always agree, but we do enjoy a good book discussion. You can find the Novel Universe on Apple, Spotify, and Google, where we post new episodes twice a month. I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. And I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. So grab your favorite beverage and join our universe. Welcome back, guys. And remember, this is spoiler territory. So if you do not want the long way to a small angry planet spoiled for you, please pause right here, go read the book, and then come back and talk to us. Before we start, how long is your hair now? It looks long. Have you cut it lately? It's okay. not. It just looks long today, and I don't know why. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not that long. No, it's like, it's grown maybe half an inch since I got it cut. Sorry, just like really ran. I'm like, it's just long enough now that like it goes just past where you can see the end of it, so it mm -hmm. looks like it could theoretically be longer than it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. Yep, continue. Sorry, distracted. That's all right. All right, you want to talk favorite characters? I sure do. Okay, listen. So I have an order of love. I decided this is hard. I kind of love pretty much everybody. 
on the ship. Okay. The only people I just did not connect with was um, Ohan and Corbin. Mm, don't really care about them as much. So order of my favorite to like favorite, favorite to favorite. Okay. So these are all favorite characters. They're just like order of love. First, we're going to start with Rosemary. Oh, I love her. She's just so sweet and innocent and naive. And I just want to hug her and be like, girl, you got this. She's on her first real job. And I understand those first real job jitters and she's going to off planet and doesn't understand what she's getting herself into. And I'm like, you go girl, you got this. Uh, then we have six, six and oh, I loved her entire backstory, like learning about her, learning about her races, family structure, um, how her chosen, I forgot what the layers were for her family, but how not like her chosen family essentially is Ashby and his crew and how connected she is with all of them. And I'm like, I just love you so much. You're just so wonderful. And then we have Kizzy. Um, Kizzy's chaotic energy. And I love chaotic energy in every single story that I run across. She reminds me a lot of, gosh, someone else recently that we've read. I don't know. I love chaotic characters. I, the more chaotic, the more wonderful they are. Oh, you know who she reminds me of? You wouldn't read these books. So she reminds me of Kiva, except less of a um, potty mouth and less sex crazed and more chill. She reminded me of Kaylee from Firefly, honestly. Mm, yes, I can agree with Kaylee. Oh, she's much more. Well, yeah, she's much more Kaylee than Kiva. Kiva's from um, the... Um, Class and Empire series by John Scalzi. Oh, gotcha. And I love Chef. I love Chef. Chef is so wonderful. He, one, I love that he's the cook, but he's also like the um, biologist too. I wonder if she, if um, Becky Chambers wrapped up her mom and Chef a little bit. Yeah. With like, yeah, that loving, nurturing, I cook food for you, but also I grow a lot of stuff and I like to experiment with flavors kind of vibe. Um, and then there's Jinx. I love Jinx backstory too. His was fascinating. Um, so Jinx just, um, so in this era and time, most people have like modifications to their bodies. And if they're born with defects, their parents put them through modifications and Jinx parents, his mom was like, mm, my child's perfect. And he stayed, he's a dwarf essentially. He's like this cute, adorable little human of, also chaotic energy. I love him and Kizzy together. Then we have Ashby, the only kind of level-headed character in the book, <laughs> um, besides Rosemary uh, and Six Six. Uh -huh. Like I think Ashby is the most level-headed out of everybody, um, and he just keeps his crew together. Like he he's a lot like uh, Malcolm Reynolds in Firefly, which yeah, I was actually watching last night. I woke up and I forgot Hulu was still playing. I end up watching the Jane episode. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And <laughs> love that series. Um, and then we get into lovely who is, I love AIs. I love the ethical dilemma in this book about AIs and can AIs have body? Can they be citizens? And, you know, especially a learning AI, an AI that's not just, you know, this is your task. You do your task, but one that develops personality, one that has feelings and thoughts and, mm, Oof, so good. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. So yeah, so those are like my order of I love you, I love you, love you to I love you. So, well, I agree. I liked basically everyone, but Lovey and Jinx were definitely like the two that really got to me. I have a thing for AIs and sci-fi. Apparently, you do. <laughs> 
I really do. I love AIs and sci-fi. I don't know what it is about them, but they're very fun. And the ethical conundrum that Lovey and Jinx go through with Jinx being in love with her and her being in love with him, wanting to get that body and whether or not they should. And then they get the body and they're like, should we actually do this? And then there's a crisis and Lovey gets deleted and the new Lovey doesn't remember Jinx. And that just broke my heart. Oh, that was like the most heart-wrenching thing ever. Oh my God. I was like, you can't do this to me. I was like, oh, we're having feelings. We're having so many feelings. I had so many feelings over an AI. And so like them and their story were just everything I needed. Oh, it just tore at me. Dr. Chef was great. I love that. He, I mean, he works as, as the sh- cook, as the chef for the ship, but he's also the doctor for the ship, as these like two very essential positions. And he's that character that's like always down for a heartfelt talk. And his backstory got me. I know that just uh, it made me want to hug an alien. Uh, I mean, why not? Why not? Just give everyone hugs and love. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, I agree. And then I loved Kizzy just because she reminded me so much of Kaylee from Firefly. Like that happy, bubbly ship's mechanic bouncing around in the engine room. Just, you know, doing her own thing, keeping the ship running. Like that is Kizzy and that is Kaylee. And I love them both. Getting it done. That's what they're doing. Yeah. That's also another archetype that I just love in sci-fi. I love it. All right. So let's talk least favorite then. Uh, Yeah, I kind of mentioned it. So... I know Ohan's story, I mean, it was more central toward the end of the book, but because I didn't develop a personal connection um, with them initially, it just like really, I don't know. I just, I mean, I feel bad, but I just was like, I'm not connected to you, so I don't love you. Okay, bye-bye. And then Corbin was just a jerk. Just a mean, unpleasant, you understand why later. I'll tell you guys about it. Maybe I'll talk about it later, but... I'm like, doesn't give you a reason to be an asshole. Get out of here. Yeah. Ohan just wasn't focused on enough for anything. And I mean, that's okay. You've got nine different characters bouncing around this ship. You can't focus on all of them. Somebody's going to slip through the cracks. And that's fine. Uh, so it's not like I disliked him. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, different. I just, yeah, just didn't care. And Corbin is definitely a jerk. But I don't know. I appreciated that he was a jerk later on. And I kind of hope he comes back in one of the later books because I think he has so much potential for character growth. Uh, I agree. I agree. I don't really want to. I don't really want to read a book about him, but I agree with you. No, I want. I want to read a book about like him and a couple other characters. I want his to be like a side quest kind of thing that I get to read about. Mm, yes, I can understand. That. I just I want some character growth from him, but I don't really want an entire book of him. So yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. Hmm. All right. Ready? Ready into favorite scenes? Let's do it. Okay. So one of the most memorable touching scenes for me was when, I don't remember what planet that they were on, but Six Six and Rosemary were out shopping in the market. And there was an Andrus outcast who, 
I don't know if it was implied, like she was a little bit different than the other Andrus, uh, but she was shunned and outcast by the community. And Sussex reached out to her and showed her the Andrus way of showing affection. And it was just like, just learning how big six six heart is just kind of made me go mm-hmm. oh, so nice and so loving um but then we get to meet her hatch family clutch parents mm, can't remember we go to a family reunion and we get to meet hatch moms maybe hatch moms clutch moms i can't remember what the terminology is and all these things and then, like, you see Rosemary realize how um, socially deprived, affectionately deprived, physically deprived, I don't know what word to go with um, on that one. And it just leads to Rosemary being like, hey, we're part of, you know, we're your chosen family, and I see how much you're hurting. And they just develop that really deep connection. And you're just like, mm, oh. Guys, it's just so touching. Thank you. Thank you for this beautiful story. And I love anytime Ashby had a rendezvous with his lover, Pei, because like Pei's just a fascinating character. I love looking at fan art um, of her because she's all pretty and iridescent and just like, if I remember correctly, they don't have a mouth. So I think they talk through a voice box, right? Mm, i think so i think so too um and that was cool i love i love aliens i love people's imagination when they come up with aliens Mm -hmm. and then um and i love when (laughs) pay comes on the ship and pay and ashby are like "Mm, can't act like we know each other when we know each other but we can't act like we really know each other but we know each other you know what i mean Mm -hmm. then i also, like, when they're on the ship and Kizzy's having um, some panic attacks about staying safe in space, Pei talks to Kizzy and just, like, just... Pei's just a really awesome side character. And I really enjoyed, like, her involvement in the story. Yeah. Lots of good subjects touched on this book. There were. Um, and I love how different all of the different storylines and backstories were because when you get a certain amount of characters going in a story like some things can end up crossing over to multiple characters and I love how that didn't really happen and they all had very different reactions to all their different situations and yeah made for real characters right um you can also see like it felt very real to life you know like it I I loved I loved how real it felt Mm -hmm. oh for sure what about you Abby what are your favorite some of your favorite scenes that were really memorable and stuck out to you I loved Lovey and Jenks and all the little talks they had and just like the two of them hanging out basically Mm -hmm. like it was such a happy little story until the end I was rooting for a happy ending. Ooh, man. Yeah. It, let me rip your heart out. Uh-huh. Storyline there. I was, I loved everything until the end. And that went up in flames and smoke. Ooh. Um, I did like getting to know Sissix along with Rosemary, but Sissix especially, I liked seeing all the family dynamics and how like, 
technically the children she had had, she wasn't even that close to because of the family dynamics, which I thought was interesting. And I actually really liked the Corbin being a clone twist. Mm. Um, <laughs> because Corbin goes through the entire book as this grumpy racist jerk, basically. I guess speciest would be the word. He's a speciest jerk. And oh, so awful. I don't know. I feel like he looked down on like Kizzy because she because Corbin's very pale, very light skin, and he's like not an accident like mm-hmm. um Ashby was, and not a solar an exosolar human like Kizzy. Like he was like a purebred from the solar system. So I feel like he had some purist yeah. things going yeah, he had on a lot too, of, you know what um, I mean purist issues going on and uh so like he just spends right. the entire book being a purist jerk and you don't really like him you're not really supposed to like him and then there's this giant plot twist where it turns out he's actually a clone um and clones are illegal and then he gets captured and literally the only way for the crew to save him at all is for Sissix to become his sponsor. And Sissix is the one that he hates the most. And so I just, I really enjoyed that twist that he is in and of himself illegal when he's been throwing shade at literally everybody else this entire time. Mm -hmm. And then I love who his sponsor ends up being. I love that Sissix has to be the one to swoop in and save him. And I just... Mm-hmm. I love the sweet irony of that. And it's it feels like comeuppance for all the crap that he tried to put her through. Right. Because after that, he is living by her goodwill. And he knows it. He is well aware of it. So I just, I really enjoyed that. And that's part of why I would enjoy seeing more of his story down the line. Because... He's literally, he's living by the goodwill of somebody that he hates. And I want to see the character growth from that because I think it could happen. So good. Love, I love that. So, I love how the person that has to save him yeah. is the person that rubbed together. Like they, oh, they drove each other crazy. Well, and I love that Sissix was a good enough being just as she was to go, okay, I will do this. I don't like him still but I will do this to save him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, that is valid, girl. That is so valid. Love it. Mm. Love it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, least favorite scenes. Let's see. Well, so much. Like, this is the beginning of the book. I'm gonna start with Corbin because gonna go back to freaking Corbin. He was such a prick. Such a, For one, he was told to introduce um, Rosemary to the crew and he brushed it off. And he's like, hmm about that and he did like a half-assed job and then he was like really rude to six six and like trying to impose like all of his views on rosemary and she was like i don't think so i'm good but thank you for the offer you know mm-hmm. and like i do i i mean the clone story of him being a jerk yes yes i agree but we had to live through 70 percent of the book with him being a prick you know oh i know <clears throat> Mm, did not like it 
And that 70% was not pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just did not love Ohan's storyline. I didn't love that they were dying. I didn't, you know, because he was a Senate pair and how his whole society's warp vision of if you take the cure, then you are killing yourself. But yet they only get to live like 20 years. And I was just like, oh, I did appreciate he did not die at the end. I, like you said, I would like to see more about his story. And as far as I know, we don't get in the next three books. He is not mentioned at all. Mm-hmm. I will say I liked the religious and political setup behind Ohan's people. I thought that was a really cool dynamic that like the religious sect was going, Hey, you can't split. You have to stay, even though that shortens your lifespan this whole way. And there's this entire other group of people on other planets going, um, you realize if you split, which we can help you do, you will live way longer. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just, I found that to be a very interesting dynamic. Yeah, and then, like, when we get to the planet with all the other unpaired um, senates, and I was like, wow, like, look at these, look, like, look at this, look at this community. And he was just like, ah, I'm a guess. These are evil, bad. And I was like, oh, whoa, that's a lot to unpack there. Let's calm down, buddy. It's okay. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But, oof, very, mm-hmm. very something. Yeah. Oh, Abby. Yeah, I didn't mention that, but you can have that scene. The only the scene that upset me the most was Lovey dying, because I was so invested in Lovey mm-hmm. and Jenks, and then she dies. I'm like, no, no, this was supposed to have a happy ending. I know. I wanted my happy ending for my AI, and especially uh, after they decide not to use the body, and I'm like, oh. They decided not to use the body and they're just like we're gonna keep chilling like we are and yeah that hurt my heart i was very upset by the whole scene just uh i actually stopped wow. the book after that happened because i was like Mm-mm, i gotta i i gotta chill for a minute i don't remember what i was doing when i listened to that but i just remember thinking oh my heart where is my heart it is ripped out it is gone i know so that was that was rough. That was my least favorite scene. Oh, good, though. All right. So final thoughts. I love this book. I absolutely adore this book. One of my favorite reads of 2020. Solid five out of five. I, I This book has done no wrong to me. It has done only right. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I love the audiobook. It is one I will re-listen to someday when I actually decide to re-listen to books which is like never but i will re-listen to it i promise how about for you abby um okay so i gave it four stars and here's the thing okay for me a four-star book is a very solid book and it was a fun story it made me want to read the others in the series but like a five-star book blows me away and becomes a contender for like my top favorites this wouldn't be one of those books and that's okay um I still really enjoyed it but part of the thing was I had a hard time remembering the specifics when I went to do the notes for this episode um I was mostly left with 
this general impression of enjoyment and a pleasant experience. But like other than Lovey and Jenks' storyline, everything else eluded me. I didn't remember character names. I didn't Mm. remember any of the storylines or the backstories. I had to like, I had to look all this up again to refresh my memory so I could talk about it with you. Wow. And for me, a five-star book, I would have remembered most of it. Yeah. See, I didn't look up anything. I just wrote down like my main, that's I, this book really left a really great impression on me. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it left a good impression on me, but I just didn't remember enough of it. And so, I mean, it's a four-star book in my opinion. It's a great read. It's very fun. I definitely would recommend it to people, but it's not something that I would buy a physical copy of just to have it, you know? Oh, yeah. I would buy a physical copy. (laughs) I know you would. But, yeah, so that's where it hung out for me. Well, good. Well, thank Well, I'm glad that we talked about it. I'm glad that you give it four at least and thank you for recommending it to me thank you sarah for making us read this book thanks sarah we know you listen to us thank you, all sarah. right guys <laughs> that is it for this week uh we will try to do better but we will see how it goes like if you remember abby's gonna have a baby at some point and i'm gonna be back in school in like a week i start a finance class next so but we will do our best and we hope you guys have a great week we'll see you in a couple weeks guys bye If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use, or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.